Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today we're doing episode 607 and we're talking about loneliness versus being alone. Let's remember this podcast is dedicated to helping you achieve a life of purpose, prosperity and joy, which I know from my own experience we achieve most easily when we are in service with our divine gifts. So I say, create a life of purpose, prosperity and joy by serving with your divine gifts. That is the ultimate life. You have purpose, you have prosperity in abundance and joy that's deep at the soul level, and you create that by serving with your divine gifts. So today, especially in the wake of now nearly two years, well, it's already two years, in the pandemic situation, which is playing out in all kinds of interesting ways, I want to talk about loneliness and being alone. Now, I picked this background for those of you that are watching the video with this sunset, a kind of a misty, foggy sunset. The picture was taken from an airplane. <clears throat> I, I took it uh, flying somewhere, not in the last couple of years, but a couple a year before that. And the sun just barely, barely, barely peeking over the horizon is very orange and everything is misty and sitting on top of a cloud bank and all the rest. And this gives a, a mixture, mixture of melancholy, wistful, off in the distance, all of the beautiful things about an orange sunset. I did that on purpose because of the topic, loneliness versus being alone. So let's talk about definitions. What is loneliness? <laughs> loneliness, in the context of what we're doing here, is a feeling that we're uh, cut off. A cut-offness, right? Solitary cut off, nobody understands you, no one knows you, disconnectedness. Uh, you can sometimes miss someone or something, that kind of thing. Homesickness is a form of loneliness. Uh, missing someone with whom you have a, an intimate or a powerful relationship can be loneliness. And all those things are a part of it. And loneliness, for the most part, <coughs> excuse me, is a uh, sad emotion. Uh, it's a sad feeling where we feel isolated, cut off, maybe abandoned, all those kinds of things come from, flow into, or are part of loneliness. Being alone, on the other hand, is um, not being with anyone, either physically or emotionally or both, but it doesn't have the feeling of sadness with it. So you can be alone without being lonely, and you can be lonely without being alone. You can be lonely in a crowd. Uh, I've experienced that. I'm sure you have too, in a crowded building, in a crowded airport, and you look around and none of the things mean anything to you. None of the things feel like, you know, they relate to you in any way, and you suddenly are overwhelmed with this sense of isolation 
and being cut off. Now, this couple of years of corona hasn't done anything to improve that. We all wear face coverings and we can't even really see each other fully like we're used to. And I guess we're kind of getting used to that now. You even see television commercials that, you know, have been made in the last little while because people are wearing masks and, and so forth. And even some, you know, reality TV shows are like that. So <clears throat> what does all this have to do with creating your ultimate life? Well, let's explore what they do to us, what those feelings are. And so the three parts for today's episode are, I wanted to talk about the definition of loneliness and the definition of being alone and the difference of them. And, and then I wanted to talk about a couple of facts that are seemingly contradictory and they are, we are always alone and we are never alone. I'm going to explore the juxtaposition of those two ideas. And then the last part is I want to talk about embracing your sovereignty. And we've talked about sovereignty before, and the definition of a sovereign in the modern world is a, a, a person of royalty who has some power. <clears throat> now, some countries have a sovereign figurehead, a king or a queen, and the real power lies in you know, some legislative body or the prime minister who's elected by the people. But the sovereign still has recognition, royalty, and, you know, significant, significant power. And there are many countries, some European monarchies that are still in existence, that have that structure with more or less power and um, deference given to the sovereign. <clears throat> so sovereign means to be absolute master of. When uh, in times past, a king or a queen was equivalent to a dictator, an absolute ruler. And it is in that sense that I want to use the word sovereign for you and me. You're sovereign for your life. You are the absolute ruler and controller of your life. Now that <clears throat> some people would argue with. They say, well, I was born with this or that uh, difficulty. You know, we've talked before. I have ears, the gradual deafness that I struggle with. My eyes are terrible. Uh, my vision's 2,500 or worse. And with the best lenses available, I can only be corrected to 2,040. And, you know, can't have any corrective surgery, all that. So the very best we can do. So, and some people are born with, you know, difficulties in legs or arms or organs. And, you know, all those things come from birth. Sometimes we get illness or we get run over in an accident or hit by a car or fall down or get hurt. I, I was on a podcast episode yesterday <clears throat> where the host is a powerful podcast. The host talked about being sexually assaulted and it was bitter and vicious and cruel and left terrible scars. And so one would say, well, if that happens, how can I be sovereign over my life? Well, in the same fashion that we don't control the weather, you don't control the family you were born into, the economy, the circumstances, the country. There are externalities that happen to every single person. One of the big mistakes we make is thinking that somehow we have it tougher than someone else. At a given moment, <clears throat> it can easily be true or argued that one person has more struggles that are obvious in front of them than another. Uh, you know, a crippling handicap or a terrible accident or illness can be viewed in one sense as, okay, you know, they have a t more terrible struggle than someone else who has health or enough money or some other 
external measure. <clears throat> it's not true. Every single, this life, the experiencer was designed to test us, to grow us, and to help us make choices about who we want to be with that sovereignty. So the fundamental truth is that you're sovereign. And what we're going to do in exploring in the third part in just a minute is why that matters in creating your ultimate life. So we talked about part one, which is the definition of loneliness and the definition of being alone. You can expand those, but let's just use what we did for a minute. Part two is the idea you're always alone and you're never alone. And the, the difference between that sort of paradox, and it's not really a paradox. In truth, you are always alone. No one ever fully understands what you're thinking. Not only is your DNA different, but when you combine that with the experiences that you've had or that I've had, and how we interpret those experiences, we're completely unique. So even if two people have the same, are on the same boat that sank, right? Two, let's say two survivors of the Titanic sinking. And we won't talk about those that didn't survive because we don't know what they think. They're somewhere else. But two people of the Titanic survive or some other disaster, a hurricane or a fire, and their experience in survival will be completely different. Let's say they came from the same house and the, 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 the proximity of injury or death was exactly the same or so close you could hardly differentiate. They will still come away with different experiences because of the setup, the makeup, the, the background, the experiences they had before. All that stuff will change how that experience comes to them. So everyone is absolutely, totally, completely, fully, 100% individual and unique. When <clears throat> you combine both DNA and where, where and how they have had life so far and the experiences that have been so far in their world, everyone is unique. That's fine. So in that sense, we are always alone. No one can possibly know what you're thinking or feeling. That's true. At the same time, you're never alone. <clears throat> When you are quiet and you allow your spirit, that energetic essence in you, to reach into the infinite, you feel higher power, higher intelligence. You know that there's more. You have heard and felt the yearnings that you can't explain that come from somewhere. And my set of divine interventions and near death and everything else has, has given me a glimpse into those places. So I know they come from our creator. There is another element here. We were somewhere before we came here, and we all intuitively know that. And for whatever reason in the providence of the divine, I've seen some of that in the experiences that I've had. So I know for sure, absolute, bulletproof, unquestioned that it's true. I also know from that that all the help that we need to create your, our ultimate life, yours or mine, is available from the eternal side and from this mortal or earthly side. I know that. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've felt it, not just for me, but for others. So in that sense, we're never alone. And if I have ever felt alone, it is because I have cluttered up the transmission path between the divine, which created this sunset and the earth and all of the marvels and mysteries of the universe and the body and the mind and the spirit, I have somehow impeded the flow and transmission. So I can cut off that connectedness. <clears throat> I can cut that off and ignore it and stomp on it. It is not that it isn't waiting and there and anxious and eager 
and open and pushing. I think of it as a, uh, a radio receiver. Uh, the, the broadcast is always being broadcast from the transmitter. If I've turned my dial so that I'm on the wrong channel, I'm having trouble hearing it. Or if it's on the right channel and the volume's too low. Or if, if the volume's up but I'm distracted, I'm busy doing something else, or I'm busy yelling at the sky because of the difficulties in my life. So we're never alone. We're never alone. So that's what I mean by we're always really alone. And we're never alone. And then there's one other nuance, which is in the third part about your sovereignty. And that is you are sovereign. In my experiences, which have been astounding, and if you want to read about any of that stuff, you can read it in the book Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. You can read about a divine intervention that saved my life, got me on the path to sobriety and to help with depression I'd had left untreated for 35 years, literally 35. And then you can also read about the near-death experience in the book Meeting God at the Door, Conversations, Choices, and Commitments of a Near-Death Experience. I described all that has happened to me, uh, or at least some, a lot of significant things in those books so that I could share them and perhaps encourage others. So <clears throat> here's the piece about sovereignty. No one's going to make you do anything. Now, we have this big argument today about vaccinations and force and everything else. And okay, there's an argument there. You can't smoke in restaurants and you can't drive without a driver's license either. Whatever about all that. But in the ultimate sense, I don't control the weather, but I do control my internal weather. I am sovereign for my attitude, my beliefs, my feelings, my expectations, what I believe I can have and what I can create. That possibility is infinite. It is open and it is available to you, me, every day, every minute. That's something that took me a long time to learn. When I first heard the idea that we create our lives with our language and our thoughts, I argued. I called on all these externalities as proof for otherwise. But the longer I live and the more of those difficult externalities that come into my life, the more I know that we are sovereign. And it's funny because after I got a lethal illness and spent a month in a coma or three weeks, and after I had, you know, emergency surgery because a fatal illness, the infection got in the top of my spinal column. And after all those externalities came on me, that those all made me more sure that we're sovereign, not less. I didn't feel, I learned that we're not at the mercy of anything. Despite and sometimes because of those things, we have the ability to create anything we want. Think of it this way. The things that are externalities that are imposed on you <clears throat> are part of your growth. They certainly were part of mine. They are the tools, the processes, and the, the refiner's fire, I guess, that give us the experience that make us better, more empathetic, kinder, loving, or with our sovereign will, we choose to let it make us bitter, angry, resistant, uh, raging, unfair, you know, living in it, it, the world owes me or God owes me or something or other. I've never found happiness, joy, fulfillment, or completion from that negative place. I've only found the path to growth and happiness when I choose to forgive, when I choose to love, when I choose to lift, bless, uh, discover my talents, serve with them, even though those negative externalities may be happening. Who cares? Let them happen. I'm going to choose to be happy. 
to be lifting and blessing. One of the sentences, and I'll close with this in my PTAC, Personal Truth and Commitment, statement is, I'm happy because I choose it. Another one is, I am open because I lean into the growth from each experience, from tiny ones like my face itches to terrible ones like I was paralyzed from the waist down on December 5th, 2018 when I woke up. Leaning into the growth, learning that I am sovereign and I'm never alone if I open the channel has been a big way to help me create the ultimate life. Open your heart in this Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.